Hey, what's going on? It's Sybil from The Possibility of Today. Thanks so much for dropping by and tuning in. This show's all about the events that are happening all around us, whether it's the events in the news or even the events in our own life. We get into all of it because we are trying to make certain we are living today better than yesterday. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility Today on webtalkradio.net. On today's show, we are going to talk about the hot questions like we always do. We have some really good ones, all focused on goals and what to do when you want more than one thing for your life, when you have several things that are really important to you. And the question is, do you pursue all of those at the same time? Are you better off focusing on one first? How do you prioritize one over the other? So we are going to get into that question, and it came in from Chris. So thank you, Chris, so much for sending that in. Chris also asked about dealing with financial issues and if you're better off to resolve those first before you start focusing on your goals. So, Chris, we will answer that as well in the hot questions section. And if any of you have any questions or interesting topics that you'd like for us to discuss, just send me an email at civil at possibilityoftoday.com. Or you can always just drop by possibilityoftoday.com and there's a contact form that you can use and connect with me directly. I always love hearing from you, so please feel free to ask any questions that you have. But before we get into the hot questions, I wanted to actually talk about this topic of nutrition. Is nutrition something you know, in your health and your physical condition, is that something that you are working through right now or focused on? I'm currently trying to take a quantum leap forward with my nutrition. I just know it's time and I know I need to be healthier. And of course, I've never been opposed to, you know, shedding a couple of pounds if if that so happens. Anyway, have you ever tried juicing. I really wasn't all that familiar with juicing before, but then I came across this great book. It's called The Healthy Juicer's Bible. Lose weight, detoxify, fight disease, and live long, which all, of course, sound very enticing to me. And it's written by an author, Farnoosh Brock. And Farnoosh is going to be with us today and tell us all about juicing because she says it's easy. Farnoosh has discovered that juicing is an easy way to upgrade your nutrition. And she's going to give us everything that we need to know about juicing. You know, information on why we should do it, information on how we should do it. She's going to go through all of it. Hey, Farnoosh Brock, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Sybil. Oh, I'm so glad you could join us. For all of you who have not come across Farnoosh Brock before, she 
actually is an author and a blogger and a coach and so much more. She left her career of 12 years at a Fortune 100 company, uh, which she's going to kind of tell us about, but she left it to start her company, Prolific Living. And the thing that's just so great about Farnoosh and her company is that she's helping people literally achieve freedom whether it's in their health or their profession or just any area of their lives, just really kind of opening up people's lives so that they can live prolifically. And she's also, of course, you know, an expert. And I mean a big-time expert when it comes to all of the things around what that means physically in terms of juicing. And you're actually like a, what is it, an Ashtanga Yojini? Uh, Ashtanga yoga. I do Ashtanga yoga. You know, I'm I'm not an expert by any means, but it's a form of yoga. And oh my gosh, we can definitely talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you name it, she does it. And she's obviously an Amazon bestselling author. And she currently has another book, which we are going to get all into called The Healthy Juicers Bible. And it really is about kind of how you integrate juicing thoughtfully into your life and really, again, another component of living, of prolific living. So I'm so glad you could join us. How are you today, Farnoosh? Thank you. That was one of the warmest introductions. So I I don't think I could even top that myself, but I'm going to try to live up to it for your listeners, Sybil. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, and we're so glad to have you. And it is no doubt that you will live up to it. I know you and you are so passionate about what you do and it's so authentic. So I'm so glad that you could join us today. Awesome. Let's do this. Let's jump in. Okay, so what I love, one line that just really stuck out, stuck out in your book was when you said it's about coming back into harmony with yourself. And I think that that's something that so many of so many of us are looking for, like this balanced living. We hear about that Mm -hmm. all the time. What I loved is you shared the story in this book about a time when you were stressed. And I think it was while you were working at that Fortune 100 company. And you're, yeah, you were talking about you had like this extra weight and your skin wasn't just where it should be. And you were almost in a state of depression. Yeah. Because you just felt so awful. Yeah. And not to start, of course, with darkness. No, no, I hear you. I think so many of us can identify with that. Yeah. And I was hoping you could kind of tell us, you know, how did you get from there to where you are now? Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. A great place to start. And um, I love that you picked that phrase because even if your listeners just take that away, that they find a way. Juicing has been it for me. But if they can find any way to come back into harmony with their bodies, then, you know, I mean, that's what it's about. So for me, it happened to be juicing, but I had tried everything else and um, I was very unhappy. And, you know, I actually consider myself someone that deals with stress pretty well. I actually enjoy a good level of stress. I think it gives you energy to keep going and going. So I wasn't exactly, you know, far into it, but it had gone beyond my point of, uh, you know, tolerance. How did you know that you had gone beyond your point of tolerance? Like, how did that feel? 
the great question, you know, great question. I was in denial for a long time, but at some point, this was the time I was working back in my corporate job, 2006, 2007 timeframe. I was traveling coast to coast. I live on the East Coast. I had to go be on the West Coast twice a month, leaving my husband behind without any question. Like I was doing what it took for my career and I was doing all that. I was gaining weight slowly, becoming more and more unhealthy because I was picking up all these unhealthy habits. I knew it, but I was like, you know, I don't have time to worry about anything but my career. I was on the verge of getting promoted and getting into top visibility projects. And it's all I wanted to do anyway. So sacrifices were part of the deal. But things started to really show themselves. Like I started to see my career and this, this, um, path I was going on for what it really was. You know, you sometimes don't see the, you don't see clearly. So I started to see what the people were really like, what the whole system was all about, what this really meant for me. And I just had to be honest with myself. And it's very difficult to do that. But when you come to that point, and I know Sybil, you have experienced this yourself, where you come to that point and you, you're first of all uh, in a point where you're in pain. You have to be in pain. It's not just discomfort. You are, you know, just emotionally in pain. And also you, you start being honest with yourself. You just say, look, let's let all the pretenses drop. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to get promoted? Why do I keep working when I'm so unhappy? And so those questions start to come up and you keep ignoring them until at some point you listen. And usually that's accompanied by some kind of negative point in your life, right? You know, I luckily didn't have that. Mine was just such a progression. It wasn't like one big incident, you know. My, my career wasn't going well. There were some points where, you know, things didn't fall into place for me and it was hugely disappointing, but I still kept going. But there was a point and, um, and at the same time, actually, I forget at the same time, my dad got very sick with uh, colon cancer. So again, I still kept going with everything, but that had a huge impact on me. It didn't become uh, noticeable until much later when he was better, thankfully. And then I realized, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing to my health just felt really heavy right like I mean I'm thinking back you know and I'm of course thinking back to to my time and like you said it I didn't have one incident but it was just the culmination you know your mind is just telling you okay I should stay here but your body and kind of everything else that you're feeling is kind of pushing you another direction mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Right. And at some point you stop, uh, you, you start listening because I think your body starts to tell you and my body was really starting to tell me my emotions, you know, my relationship wasn't going well with my husband. I could tell I wasn't myself. I was getting further and further away from everything that mattered to me for what? I mean, I think that's so key because that, you know, I think for me and for everyone, right, we're looking for those points of clarity and we're looking for guideposts in the right direction and what that means is you have to kind of take a look at your life and how you're feeling and what's going on and I, I just loved what you said because you're like you know my relationship I could tell 
wasn't doing what it should be and I just I felt like I was off you and so you felt that right oh yeah you felt that and it's just you know and you wake up every day and you realize okay life is hard I have to do all these things but then it's more and more and more weight that you have to carry and at some point you're like why you know and usually that's when you know something else something simple becomes so clear like you know you go outside it's a clear day it's easy to be happy but then you are subjecting yourself to all all these other crazy things. So I started having those points of clarity, but I still didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just knew it was time for some action. So I hired a trainer, a physical trainer. Um, I started weightlifting a little bit. I was going to the gym. It made me feel better, but I hated it. <laughs> I hate my training. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, you know? me too. I know working out is like, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, you have to love it. I think you have to find workouts that you love, but continue. Yes. Yeah. I stumbled upon an infomercial, which is funny because I never watch TV, and I uh, bought a juicer right after watching this infomercial about juicing, and I started experimenting, and then, um, you know, I just fell into it. So you're depressed from your job. You're at this, you know, oh, yeah. huge company. Your career is not coming together like you had hoped, and you're you know on the borderline of depression everything feels heavy and juicing solved that not exactly, exactly. okay because so, i was about to say if that's the magic solution then maybe we we really need to take this even more seriously and everyone in the on the planet needs to start juicing right now <laughs> well first of all i do agree with everything else you said but, and I have seen amazing results with juicing, you know, this is like five and a half years later, still going strong, still getting amazing benefits. But I don't want, I don't believe in those overnight successes or those magical pills. But, and, and you know what, we're going to talk about your reasons for juicing later. So it has to be, you have to come to it with the right reason. But it was definitely a point where I was serious. I had to focus on my body, on my mental health, on my personal relationships. So juicing was, I think it almost grounded me. You know, it was just this thing. So before the benefits started to show up on my body, it just grounded me. Every time I went to the juicer and I bought fresh fruits and vegetables, I just felt like grounded. You know that feeling? It just feels good for the moment. And it's the start of good things that come along. Right. And you know what I loved about your book, too, because the Healthy Juicers Bible, you know, you expect, OK, there's just going to be a bunch of recipes, but it's so much more because you were able to really kind of talk about your story. And while you said juicing was a component of it and what you speak about in this book is like the mindset shift that you made that you were just touching on. Absolutely. And I, and I love telling the story because I know people have been in those situations, you know, we, we find ourselves in those situations. And so I just wanted to make that connection. You know, it wasn't about recipes at all, but, um, but yeah, no, but the benefits do start coming, coming and showing up. And, um, I was surprised at just what juicing was doing for me. It was like peeling the layers of something and discovering one thing after another over time, over several weeks and months. And, um, you know, it has just continued. And I want to add to that. I tried a lot of different things as well. 
you know, I had no reason to think juicing is the answer. I actually switched from uh, drinking espresso and coffee over to oolong tea. And I think that has done great things for my health. I started taking my yoga more seriously, doing the cardio and the weight training for a brief, brief time. Like I told you, traveling less, focusing on personal development. And I actually started the seeds of prolific living around that time. So wow. Wow. That's so cool. I mean, and so this is my question because, you know, if I'm depressed and I'm going through all of this stuff and I'm, you know, in a, in a place where things are just not what I know they should be. Clearly, you know, I can hear the question that everyone's asking. <laughs> you can't tell me I can go buy a juicer and buy some fruits and vegetables and things are going to get better. But what you are saying and what you did is what I could hope you would walk us through because juicing came after you made these mindset shifts and you decided to just change things up. You're like, I'm not going to stay here. This is not my new normal. I'm not accepting this. I'm not settling. I know there's something more. I know I'm off. And you made a mindset shift, right? Yes, I did. And you know what, Sybil? The mindset shift really didn't have anything to do with juicing. The mindset shift was, okay, I'm going to focus on myself. Juicing is just a check mark here. You know, we're going to explore and see what happens. Then there is the workout. Then there is traveling less, setting some boundaries with my boss, what have you. But um, I do want to add that in terms of depression, and I am not a doctor, a nutritionist, dietitian, any of that. But I can tell you now, years later after juicing and running a clinic with people who juice and share their results, I can tell you that because the focus, if you, when you bring the focus back to your body, back to your health, and you, when you start drinking green juices, you actually start to balance the sugar imbalances and all the stuff that goes on in your body. So when you focus on that physical, that actually does translate to better moods, better happiness, you know, more balanced mental well-being. It does. I mean, there is that whole physiological aspect of it as well. But again, it takes time and you have to come to it with the right attitude. So if you come to it saying, okay, let's see what this does. I'm really skeptical. I don't believe it, but we're just going to test it. And if you approach anything like that in your life, it just, you know, that you don't give it the full potential. So. Right. I mean, it's true. And I, I just loved everything you said because I am a believer in this thing called the power circle. And essentially there are eight areas of your life and obviously your nutrition and your physical condition and, and how you feel about yourself you know, from just an overall standpoint is a major component, a major area of your life and definitely one of the eight areas of your power circle. And what I have found is that I need to let what I call my extraordinary side shape and influence all eight of these areas of my life. And specifically, the reason why I'm really intrigued in this juicing thing mm -hmm is because I know I need to make changes and I need to take a step forward from my physical health nutrition side. You know, I had a baby a year and a half ago <laughs> and I um, got very used to not working out and, you know, not, you know, not eating the way that I know I should be. Uh, and so it has been, since I've had my son, it has been a daily 
kind of conditioning to get back to where I was. And that's why I was so excited because um, I think that it's about finding what works for you. But the point is, is that you have to understand and start off with the right attitude, like you said. And it's about the fact that you really do want your life to be in balance because that's when everything flows. Yeah. And you have to pay attention to these eight areas. And and nutrition is huge, huge. It is. It really is. It just connects everything. Juicing has done amazing things for me. But the reason I went with juicing and I'm still with it is because it, it, it um, uh, meets some criteria. Number one, it is fun. I don't like to go on these strict diets that are not fun and restrict my life and I have to think about it. And, you know, I have never enjoyed them or the weight training, like I mentioned to you. And in your book, you were talking about how you were trying to lose 20 pounds and yes. it wasn't until you found juicing and started doing it and you had tried everything. You were going to the gym, you were on yeah. these crazy diets, and but the breakthrough really was the juicing, right? For me, for those 20 stubborn pounds, I kid you not, nothing worked. And I think part of it was I was holding on to the weight. I think that juicing actually relaxed me and made me happy. And um, it's this experiment of discovering new things all the time because it's not just like, okay, you make a salad or you make, a, you know, uh, a dish. It's different every time because the world of fruits and vegetables and the combinations is just endless. I did lose those 20 pounds with juicing and I was surprised. And one of the reasons was because my digestive system had slowed down and was not as efficient. And, uh, you know, I hope I can say this, that, you know, to, to be quite honest, you gain weight or you hold on to weight because your body isn't, you, first of all, you consume too much food and your body is not able to get rid of waste as efficiently as possible. So when you make your system more efficient, then, I mean, it's, you know, you feel better, you lose weight, you, you come back in harmony with your body and get closer to your ideal weight. And, um, the other thing, the fourth reason was, uh, juicing helps me actually avoid bad habits in a gentle way. Like, like you can't juice and eat junk food at the same time. Like no. they can't coexist in the same body, you know? No. And so in a way, it's like a little guardian that, um, keeps me honest. And um, I still stray from it. I do. I go on holiday. You know. Do you really? Yes. But I come back to it and um, it's just, you know, it's my savior, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, first of all, the, what I have found is um, kind of once you have invested in something and you're doing it regularly, even if you do have those like moments of lapse, yes. you have kind of cumulatively built up so much good momentum that... Exactly. You know, you're only going to stray so far unless, of course, you leave it forever. But the question I have for you, which is good because I think you have so much insight on this. Everyone, I mean, not everyone, but there are a lot of people who know what it feels like to want to lose that extra 10 pounds or 20 pounds. And you were talking about in your book how instead of looking at it as I need to go on a diet and I need to lose 10 pounds and I'm fat. And I can't take this and really kind of perpetuating that negative self-image. Instead, you, you turned it around and you flipped it. And you're like, you know, I'm going to integrate this good habit yeah. into my life. I mean, and you kind of speak about that just in general, but also specifically in terms of juicing. Can you tell me how that played out and how you think 
that really was advantageous for you to kind of change the way that you were approaching dieting? Yeah. So, um, and, and uh, the other thing that I use, the phrase I use is, you know, starting the habit and gaining health. Right. So those are the ways. So I didn't think about, uh, you know, myself and my weight loss that way at the beginning at all. You know, I was the usual, you know, uh, very um, strict woman that had to lose the weight and fit into her jeans and all of that. But, you know, at the same time that I started juicing, I started blogging and personal development and I started to really focus on positive thinking and affirmations and, you know, and, and I was very skeptical about the whole thing. I'm like, this is not all that is cracked up to be. I'm sorry. It's just not. So um, I realized that our thoughts create our reality, you know, and I really believe this with all my heart now. Big believer in that too. Yeah. So... I was thinking, you know, if I'm approaching my body, my temple, with these negative, stressful, pressuring thoughts of losing weight and, and you know, dropping the pounds, whatever, it's already creating, uh, it's already setting me up for an unhappy situation. And I need to be on top of the world to conquer something like this. It's not easy to change your body. It's not easy to lose weight or gain health, however you look at it. So so years of that personal development helped me actually think about it differently. And then I think of juicing differently. You know, you're adding juicing to your life. You're not taking things away. You're adding this layer of habit and health and, and wellness into your life. And then... Let it do its job. Let it push out the bad stuff, you know, be it extra weight, bad habits, whatever that may be. It really does work that way. It's so true. I mean, and people are always asking, okay, how do you create these good habits? And my answer, and honestly, for so long, I I did not know. But I always say, fall, if you have a bad habit, fall in love with the opposite. So it's not that you're like, I don't want this bad habit anymore. I don't want this. It's like, no, I want to feel good and I want to feel great and I want to juice. And so you fall in love with the exact opposite. And I have used that strategy so many times uh, in my life to really, you know, integrate a better habit and just falling in love with how I felt and falling in love with the actual activity, which is why it can't be. I'm miserable on this treadmill. Like I knew I wasn't going to fall in love with that. So I had to do different exercise, <laughs> but, um, yeah, finding something to fall in love with. I love that. Yeah. And it just helps you develop good habits. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we have done, I'm sure you and I have both done the diets where you're like, okay, I can't do this. I can't eat this. I can't go here. Oh, Right? It's all about what you cannot do, what you cannot have. And we never focus on, okay, what if I, you know, I want to do something. Right? It's, it's all about adding and then actually letting the stuff that you add into the equation take care of the bad stuff. Just push it out gently. And also, you want that result more than you want the current state, you know? Absolutely. I mean, and you're not going through the day. And I, I saw you talked about this and it really resonated with me, you know, where you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I ate that for breakfast. And then, so you, then you beat yourself up over that. And then you're like, lunch comes and you're like, okay, I'm not eating anything. And then you get hungry. And then you're like, I cannot believe I ate that. And oh my gosh, this isn't working. And here I, I'll just have to start over again tomorrow. And it's like this constant mind chatter 
and it's the negative mind chatter. It's just really, you know, basically tapping into all of your worst fears and just perpetuating this negative self-image and it's everything that's wrong. And that's what I loved about your approach because you just flipped it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and my hope is not, I mean, I would love to get people, I do want to get everyone juicing, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm like 75% of the way there, but we'll talk about that later. All right. But no, but the point I wanted to make, Sybil, is, you know, the stuff that the attitude that you just described around breakfast and lunch, I think teenagers, especially teenage girls, suffer from this. And I wish somebody had talked to me when I was 17 and 18 and like counting my calories and, and obsessing over it and just, you know, getting all these magazines and trying to look a certain way. And I just wish, you know, at least if people take that message away, you know, and educate their 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 children to approach their weight you know you want to be healthy of course but not to have that self-sabotage that's so damaging to self-esteem and confidence and just you know also your body absolutely and i mean to your point the self-sabotage the you know the first thing is to be aware of it because a lot of times it's just mind thoughts and it's uncontrolled thinking i say and you don't even realize what's running through your mind. So you have to kind of observe your thoughts and be like, okay, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm just not going to choose to let that run through my mind uncontrolled. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you talk about this a lot on your blog about, you know, just your thoughts and affirmations and just, you know, how that really, really just, you know, uh, starts to spill into every area of your life. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you flip the script like what you just did and you, you turn your attention to, you know, I'm going to do juicing habits and this is working and I'm feeling better. And it's just about progression day by day. I mean, and I was reading too about, you know, one of the benefits and you had said that because you're getting so many of your tastes fulfilled with the juicing that you're not even really craving sweets anymore, right? Is that still true? Much less, much less. Yeah, the more I juice, the less I crave them. You know, every now and then I have dark chocolates. Good. It's good to know that you're at least human and you are cheating every once in a while. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, no, I do. I really don't want to leave that impression. I mean, I was about to say, I'm like, because I'm like, okay, do you ever just want a cookie? Yes, yes. When I travel, I don't take my juicer and I travel a lot. You know, I try to eat more raw foods. That's my trick because on the road, it's really hard to find juice bars. So raw foods is my best substitute. But still, you know, eating is a joy of life. I mean, and, and yeah, so I definitely don't believe in depriving yourself. I just believe in listening to your body, you know. And you may not be listening to the right signal. So you may be telling me, oh, my body tells me to just eat sweets. It really doesn't. I think that's emotions. Your body, you know, once you clear all the fog and you do that by cleaning out your digestive system and listening to the right signals, then it's telling you the truth. And if, if at some point, you know, you, you crave something delicious, go for it. I mean, I really don't believe in depriving yourself. Absolutely not. Thank you so much for all that information. And I hope you guys all found that information that Farnu shared just as helpful as I did. We're actually going to get Farnoosh's advice on a couple more questions on nutrition slash juicing. And then we are going to jump into the hot questions for the week about what you should do if you have more than one goal. Do you work on them at the same time, do you prioritize one over the other? 
So we will get into all of that. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. Okay, Farnoosh, so what I wanted to ask you, because you talk about in the book, you have to have your own reason Mm -hmm. to, you know, obviously to do anything, I think, to integrate any good habit, but Mm -hmm. specifically as it pertains to juicing, Mm -hmm. um, because I really do see so many benefits in this, I wanted to go through and see if we could find my reason to do this. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, and... You go through and you have this, which is really great in your book, um, these list of 20 irresistible benefits of juicing. And the ones that I picked like my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to talk to me about those. And Let's do it. The first one was the mood balance. Cause I think that I'm a big believer in just kind of, you know, maintaining your center. Mm-hmm. As, as you move through the day, because I think it impacts everything that you do, your relationships, so much, you know, of your power circle. So tell me how, and you talked about it earlier, but tell me some more mm-hmm. about the mood balance and the benefits of juicing. Okay. All right. So this one is when you have been juicing for a little while, um, Sybil, and it's also when you focus on the greener juicers. So as you know, in the Healthy Juicers Bible, I talk about juicing in general, but um, when you focus on the greener juicers, they have very low sugar content. I still help you add, you know, some level of, you know, sweetness with a little bit of uh, fruit. So you cut the bitterness. And what happens is when you add that drink to your body, you know, first of all, um, our bodies are generally very acidic and that, that creates tension and all kinds of uh, emotional, you know, physical digestive problems. But, um, juicing, especially the greener juices without the citrus, they um, add alkaline levels. Mm. They, they balance the pH balance in your body, and that translates into just a better, you know, uh, blood sugar levels for you, and that translates into calmer, you know, better moods, more less fluctuations, if you will. You've seen because- that in your life. You've seen that play out. Yes, 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 I do. And I am a very excitable person. You know, I'm not this calm, zen. That's my husband, you know, right? And (laughs) total opposites. So, you know, it takes me like half an hour of meditation to calm down or 90 minutes of brutal yoga to calm down. But so I know myself. But juicing is like my healing drink. Like I cannot tell you, I was in Africa on a luxury safari, Mm -hmm. you know, vacation of a lifetime. And do you know, I couldn't wait to be back next to my juicer. Okay. I mean, it is just, yeah, because, you know, the food was great, but I knew something is just missing. And so what I do for vacations, you know, I do a lot before I leave and then come home and make up for it. But the mood balance is really, so it's not going to be immediately after your first glass of juice. And to get into the green drinks, you have to uh, develop your taste buds a little bit, but then, and then you start to crave less and less sugar and the less sugar your body consumes, the happier you are in general. That was actually the next one on my list because I like sugar (laughs) and and there I know that there are times when I eat too much of it but again I appreciate that you said I can still have my chocolate from time to time like this isn't like a crazy I'm not going to get any sugar in my life ever again no 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 not all (laughs) that's no joke it really makes you not want sugar 
it it really lessens your cravings. Okay. I really, I, I really have seen this, and the people in my juicing clinic have seen this. I mean, I had two women who were. Um, trying juicing as you know you know just something to do they were in the clinic they were committed but they were very skeptical and one of them said she no longer craves cheesecake which was a shock to her like she just didn't want it really? and the other one no longer uh, craved her butter uh, popcorn i don't i don't eat popcorn but anyway to her that was important you don't eat popcorn no sorry popcorn you know it's not great. for you <laughs> okay i'm sorry no no go back yeah so but they, they were shocked. They had no intention of stopping their cheesecake or their popcorn, but they just didn't crave it anymore. They're like, you know, I just don't feel like I need that. I mean, and then your body, this is another thing that happens. When you put green juices in it and, and you know, juices in general, it fills you up and makes you satisfied without making you full and heavy. From, right. you know, like when you have a piece of cake or, or a piece of bread, you know how you feel that feeling? Oh, I hate that feeling. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So that's one of the other reasons that I think, you know, with juicing, it starts to crave. I'm sorry. It starts to satisfy those cravings and your body actually tries to tell you now the real message. I mean, it's not like you're giving up. That's the whole point. You're not giving up the sweets. You're really just bringing your body back to harmony. And in that harmonious state, it's not going to crave junk food and the level of sweets that you do, you you want now. So if you don't want it, then there's not going to be a problem because you're not, um, what is it? You're not um, depriving yourself yeah, of it. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, the other really compelling reason for me, obviously where, you know, makes your skin glow and your hair shine. I mean, I take some glowy skin and some shiny hair. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good to me. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. it makes sense, too, because you were talking about, you uh -huh. know, the vitamins and the nourishment that just comes with all these fruit and vegetables. Yes. And then, of course, you know, it eases the weight loss or, you know, it kind of just keeps everything healthy and natural and flowing. And that, of course, contributes to your overall harmonizing from a weight standpoint too, right? Yes. And the reason it eases the weight loss is because it it um, makes your digestive system more efficient, which was something I talked about earlier. When that your digestive system is more efficient, your body can digest the food and get rid of the waste more easily. And when you do that, when you have an efficient system, you know, like a well-oiled machine, then it's easier to you know, come back to your ideal weight, come closer and closer to your ideal weight. So that's kind of how internally it works. That makes perfect sense. Okay, so I'm being honest, and right now I'm sold. Okay, you're sold. That I'm was sold. easy. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> gonna do it. I'm going to try to integrate this habit into my life. I think my husband will be jazzed by it because he kind of likes weird fruits and vegetables and all of that. Hey, that's awesome. That's this awesome. is my question though, Farnoosh, because okay. like so many other things, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to love this for a week. Mm -hmm. And you address this in your book. Mm -hmm. I just really want you to kind of hammer this home for me in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do I keep doing this mm -hmm. after the initial excitement wears off? All right. So there's several different ways I want you to think about it. But the first one, the biggest one is, is actually good news is that if you do this, 
you follow some recipes, you know, either follow my book recipes or whatever you find, and um, you do this for a little while, you are going to love it and your body is going to love it. And when we feel that way about something, we are just drawn to it, right. you know. So it's not like you make yourself do it. It just becomes something that you really want to do. You but fall in love with the opposite. You really do. You really do. You just, you just integrate it into your life. Nice. But let's talk more practical and logistical, you know, fit it into your system. Yeah, fit you know, I've your got two schedule. kids. I've got stuff going on. I've got to do work. I've got to finish my book. How am I, I going to, like, really continue to be excited about this and, you know, invest the time, effort, and energy into it? Okay. So I actually talk about, you know, developing a system and a routine and making it as efficient as possible. I do want to say it doesn't take as much time as people say it does for juicing. You know, juicing in terms of, you know, preparation gets a really bad rap. And um, how long does it I, take? How long does it take? And, and I was actually, you know, doing an interview with my buddy Tony and I have several other friends, you know. I actually done videos where I timed myself, you know, if you're in a hurry, 10 to 15 minutes really? from start to all the way finishing and washing the juicer, you know, by hand, huh. if you choose to do that. So, but you need to know That's what you're doing. Bad. 10 to 15 minutes. No. And the question I have for people is, you know, do you think you might be wasting 10 to 15 minutes a day doing <laughs> something? Is that possible? Yes. 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 <laughs> so, but you know what? I think the fact that it becomes something you want to do, if it doesn't, you know, you've given it a try. It didn't work out and, you know, you don't have to continue doing it, which is why I think, you know, as long as you invest in a small juicer at the beginning, don't go out and buy a three, $400 juicer, <laughs> you know, and they have them now. I saw one at Sam's the other day for like 50 or 75 bucks and you try it and you just, you know, see whether this is, you know, something you want to do and you have to find that why before you start. Wait, I just realized I'm, I missed a very obvious question that I have. Do I drink this instead of eating totally? Or is, is no, it? No, okay. no, no. This is something you add. Remember, we are adding it so that you add the juicing habit into your, your lifestyle. You may have it for breakfast and then have a light, you know, mid, midday snack. You may have it, you know, in the evening. So, you know, it's going to be additional food. So you're probably going to eat less overall because you're Got adding you. more. But I talk about fasting as well. Right. When you are fasting, then that's all you're consuming along with some water and, you know, maybe tea, coffee, black, you know, that depends. I that may about be a little that. too advanced for me right now starting off. I like the whole addition one. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to do. And I don't recommend you jump into fasting at all okay. when you're first starting out. But, yeah. So, um, so, so I, I hope that eat, I, you. Like I can maybe have one for breakfast and I eat like a lunch and then you have one for dinner. Depends. Depends on my days. But I try to juice every day and if I don't juice every day I have leftover I save it in um tight lit glass containers for about 24 to 36 hours max and uh, if I don't want to take out my juicer every day then I have some the next day but you can have it anytime I don't recommend drinking it with food okay and I recommend it on a relatively empty stomach so your body can just absorb it really quickly it doesn't do well with food at the same time Got you. So you wait between drinking do, your juice and then eating. I do. I wait a little bit, and I think you will find you will want to. Okay. So That makes mm -hmm. sense. That makes sense. It's all achievable. Well, Farnoosh, thank you so much because uh, for 30 days, everyone who's listening, I want you to join me 
let's do this juicing thing. Go pick up this book, The Healthy Juicer's Bible. Furnish, you also have like this clinic or something, right? Like a juicing clinic that we could join? Yes, yes, I do. I wanted to create a community where people can get together and celebrate their little juicing habits and, you know, maybe um, ask questions that they feel, you know, uncomfortable asking on an online forum. It's very private, fun, fabulous community. And uh, it's at prolificjuicing.com, Sybil. Perfect, perfect. So you guys know I'm all about challenges. We're about living today better than yesterday. I think we've got to try this juicing thing for 30 days. And then at the <laughs> end of 30 days, if we don't like it, we can call Farnoosh. Or we yes. can go to prolificliving.com and send her an email. Do that. <laughs> I mean it. I would love to hear from you. And, yeah, uh, and make her re-engage us in the process. But seriously, I think... It's a great thing. I'm committed. I think my daughter's going to have fun with it. So we are going to take this on as a family for the next 30 days. And I, I am encouraging everyone too who's listening to take it on and let me know how it goes for you. But Farnoosh, I wanted to thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I'm excited you're taking it on as a family and I'm going to, you know, come back and check with you to see how it's going. But thanks yeah. so much. For Hold me to it. Hold me to it. Yeah. I mean, with it's so great. And I, you know, I know that you would not be promoting this and be so passionate about it unless you had really seen the benefits in your life. And I want to be a part of prolific living. <laughs> You're sweet. No, I, I am passionate about juicing. I mean, I have seen things and I have seen others achieve it and I love it. You know, so it's easy to talk up things that you love and believe in. And then, uh, you know, let people make their own decision. But I'm hoping that this book can at least inspire them. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Sybil. All right. Thanks again to Farnoosh Brock for all of that information. And up next, it's hot questions. We're going to get into what you can do if there's more than one thing that you really want for your life. Do you have to prioritize it? Can you work on things at the same time? And then also a question about financial issues and challenges and whether or not they have to leapfrog and come before you working on your goal. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so now let's get into the hot questions and Chris we're going to take yours Chris says that he has a number of dreams that he would love to accomplish such as writing a screenplay getting married building a family learning French working overseas and several other things and Chris also said that he's taking steps towards all of these but is wondering okay should I be prioritizing one over the other and I would actually say the answer is yes. There's actually this great quote by Jim Collins. And he says, if you have more than three priorities, then you really don't have any. And it's something that I've always kept top of mind because it's so true, right? If you are focused, Chris, on too many things, then it's hard to really make certain you're taking big strides forward towards those things you really want. And that's why I'm a big advocate of sitting down, taking the time and prioritizing your goals, and then just going in order. 
And it's not that you can only work on one thing at a time, but think about it like this, because this is the way I used to always kind of envision in my mind. Imagine a blank wall and imagine that you have this flashlight and you're standing like five feet back from the wall. And the power that you have is that you can take this flashlight and you can choose where you want to shine it on the wall. And now imagine that you have all your goals, all of the things, all the possibilities that you want, and you've taken the time to write them on this wall. And so, you know, you have one in the top right corner, you have another in the left corner, you have one in the middle, and you have your flashlight, right? If you are just shining your flashlight all over the place, and you know, from goal to goal to goal to goal, then you're not really focusing it in on one thing. And so the power and the force of the flashlight cannot impact what you're shining it on as much as it could if you were just focused on one thing. And that's the way I've always kind of seen, you know, goals and multiple goals working together. And it's not that I haven't worked on more than one goal at a time. It's just that I'm very careful to not overdo it. And if there's something that I really, really want that's important to me, I just make it my only priority. And I focus on it until I accomplish it. And then I move on to the other goals. So just know, yes, you absolutely can focus on more than one goal. But you know, at the end of the day, you're one person. You only have so many hours a day. And for every hour that you spend doing goal X, that means you spend less time doing goal Y. And so you just want to make certain that you're balancing that and that that's in line with what you want to accomplish the most. And then, Chris, in terms of the other question that you had about you have financial issues that you're trying to work through, and should that be your number one goal at this point before you focus on anything else? Now, I'm going to actually say no. And this is why. While I continue to believe that you want to put all of your effort toward one thing and you are going to obviously be able to take more and more steps quicker and quicker if you're just focused on one thing. I think it's important that we are always working on things that we are passionate about and things that we really want for our life. And not that financial freedom isn't something that we are passionate about or that we want for our life, but I'm talking about dreams. And when you were sitting around dreaming, you weren't like, oh, my dream in life is to get my credit score to a certain place and to pay off these credit card bills. Like when you were a young kid and people are like, what do you want to be? What are you passionate about? What do you want for your life? Your answer wasn't perfect credit. <laughs> and not that it's not important because I'm a big, big advocate of having your financial house in order because it allows you to not get distracted and not always have to be managing things and juggling balls in the air. So I do think it's important, but I think if one of your goals is to get your financial house in order, it is okay and you probably should add something that you're really passionate about, something that you know, you've always wanted, something that just 
makes you want to get up at four in the morning and do. And so what I have worked with other people on is doing these two things at the same time. And from a financial standpoint, once you create, you know, a list of your debts and you know your income and you have everything on a schedule, a payment schedule, and then your budgeting, it's really just a matter of sticking to that. So that allows you to then take the rest of your attention and focus it on some of these other things that you want, Chris, like writing a book or, you know, a screenplay or learning French or working overseas, whatever your next most important goal is, I would encourage you to do that as well. So I hope that was helpful, Chris, and I hope you guys also found that helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I will talk to you next week. And always remember, live today better than yesterday.